0: This is very, very exciting because the first time ever we've not managed to fit everybody on the stage at once. So we're going to do this in two lots of 25 because we are baptizing 50 people tonight. <laughs> Individuals who come to a point in their life when they have decided to follow Jesus, some very recently, some a while ago. And you'll be hearing some of their stories tonight. But I just wanted to um, introduce them all. So we're going to pass the microphone down, probably from this end to that, and then we'll get the next bunch up. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Hello, my name's Patricia, and I've been following Jesus for one year. Uh,
2: Hi, my name is Stella, and I've been following Jesus for two months.
3: Hello everyone, my name is Aram, I've been following Jesus for three months. Hello, my name is Magda, I was following Jesus for
2: as long as I remember.
4: My name is Sam, I've been following Jesus for 24 years. Hello, my name is Philip. I've been
0: following Jesus for about 62 years now. Hello, I'm Gary. I've been following Jesus for four years but believed in God
4: all my life. Hello, I'm Daniel. I've been following Jesus for 11 years.
3: Hi, my name is Chen Yang. I've been following Jesus for five months.
1: I'm Kit Yao. I've been following Jesus for three years. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Ling. I've been following Jesus for one year already. Thank you.
0: Hi, I'm Gabriel. I've been following Jesus for
2: 18 years. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shirley, and I've
5: been a Christian my whole life, but I've been following Jesus for about a year.
0: Hi, I'm Jason. I've been following Jesus for one year.
1: Hi, I'm Kez and I've been following Jesus for my entire life.
2: (laughs) Hi, hi, I'm Jocelyn. I've been following Jesus since July. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sophie.
5: I've been following Jesus all my life. (laughs) Hi, I'm Emma and I've been following Jesus all my life.
2: No, I've been following Jesus all my life. Hi, I'm Ariana, and I've been following Jesus for as long as I can remember.
5: Hi, my name is Eden, and I've been following Jesus for as long as I can remember.
6: Hi, my name is Jess, and I've been following Jesus for three years.
1: Hi, I'm Liana. I've been following Jesus for five months. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ines, and I've been following Jesus all my life.
7: Hi, I'm Jacob, and I've been following Jesus for a year.
0: Okay, so we'll stay there. Everyone, stay there. If you can just take one step back, and let's welcome the next 25. (laughs)
4: and I've been following
3: Jesus for five months. Hi, my name is John. I've been following Jesus for five months. Hi, my name is Bakhtiar. I've been following Jesus for 70 months. Hi, my name is Mahdi. I'm following Jesus for four months.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Bahman, and... Uh, I have been following Jesus for 15 months.
3: Hello everybody, my name is Reza. I have following Jesus in months.
4: Hello, my name is Solomon. I've been following Jesus for a year and I grew up as a Christian.
5: My name is Maya, and I've been following
7: Jesus for about a year. Hi, my name's Damon, and I've been following Jesus for one and a half years now. Thank you. I am Dean, and I've been following Jesus for about six months now. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nathan, and I've been following Jesus for about six months now.
4: My name is Mojib, and I have been following Jesus for six months.
3: Hi, my name is Hossein, and I have been uh, following Jesus for two years.
4: Hi, my name is Muhammad Reza, and I've been following Jesus for one year.
3: Hello everybody, my name is Amir and I've been following Jesus for 10 months. <laughs> my name is Masood and I've uh, been, uh, I, I been, uh, uh, been following Jesus for one year. Hi, I've been Talib and have been following Jesus for three years. My name is Rashid Tayari. I've been follow, uh, following Jesus eight months. Yeah. My name is Erfan Haji-Boor. I have been following Jesus 8 months my name is erfan Hajibur. i have been following jesus 2 years. My name is Ayat Shaybani, and I've uh, been following uh, Jesus for uh, two years. Hello, my name is Ramin Asadi. I have been following Jesus for seven years.
0: Hello, my name is Meti Safarlo. I have been following Jesus
1: for two years.
4: Hello, my name is John, and I've been following Jesus for three and a half years. My name is Rola.
0: I have been uh, following for Jesus one years and a half.
5: Hi, my name is Yase, and I've been following Jesus for two years. Okay, so
0: before we hear from some of them, I'm just gonna ask them a question, and then together as a church, we're gonna make a promise to them. So it should come up on the screens. Baptism candidates, do you turn away from the sins that separate you from God and those around you? And do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? So, representing the church, this is our promise to you. Let's all say it together. Today we are celebrating that God has added you to his family. He has chosen you to be his own, and we want to uphold you as you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. We will be an example to you, care for you, and help you to take your place within the life of his church as you worship and serve him. Let's give them applause as they leave the stage. Just if you go back to your seats, guys, wherever you were sitting. Thanks, Toby. So obviously, not all of them will be speaking tonight. Time is limited, but a few of them are going to tell you their own personal story. Then I'll take a few minutes to explain really what we're doing, what baptism means, and then we'll hear from a few more. So I've lost the microphone, but it was down there at the end of the line. If someone could furnish Sophie with that, that would be awesome. Would you please welcome Sophie.
5: I've always known that I'm loved by Jesus and I've always loved him. I grew up in Trump Vineyard First attending when I was six weeks old. I went along to Trent Kids every Sunday, not just because my mum was the kids' Pastor, but also because I loved it. Although I had ups and downs as a teenager, and I still do, I always had faith in Jesus. I had planned to go to university straight after my A levels, but I decided to defer my entry at the last minute. I was left without a plan, but then heard about the gap year here, here at Trent. I decided to go for it and gave the year to serving the church and learning more about God. Over that time, my faith really grew. It felt like my faith became my own and I wanted to live for Jesus. I've often felt like I wanted to wait until I was perfect to be baptised. And I've had to remind myself that I will never be perfect, but the truth is that Jesus loves me just as I am. After all, Christians aren't perfect people, but people who realise that they're not and who know they need a saviour. I've recently been reading a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren and it's really highlighted to me what actually matters in life. This world is temporary and our circumstances will change, but life with Jesus is forever. As a university student, I've had to remind myself that although God wants me to work hard, the outcome of my degree and my future career doesn't define who I am. What really matters is loving God and loving others. Although life isn't always easy, I know that with Jesus, I will always have someone to turn to, and that he will be my strength and help me to get through. I have all that I need with Jesus, and with him, I will always have hope. I love a quote by C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Narnia books. He says that Christianity, if false, is of no importance, but if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. This has helped me see the importance of my own faith. I love Jesus, and we're called to love Jesus with our yes. Jesus tells us to be baptised, so getting baptised is me giving my yes to Jesus and saying that I want to live my life for him.
0: And would you please welcome Mardi.
3: Hello, everybody. My name is Mahdi. I was born into a Muslim family and up to the age of 18. I was religious and followed the Muslim practices. After that, I became indifferent about religion. I used to be a happy boy and full of energy, but after seeing certain things, I became depressed and didn't want to talk to anyone. Then I got to know someone where I work who was always full of joy, and whenever he left the shop, He used to say, God be with you. I got to know him better, and one day, he invited me to his house for a meal. I told him about my depression, and whenever I saw him, I came away feeling better. One day, I asked him how I could find the peace I saw in him, and he told me about Jesus, the Son of God. At first, I found it strange to hear that God could have a son, but he helped me about understand more about Jesus and about me having a choice to follow him. He invited me to go to his little house church, and there I met with other Christians who were full of love. We read the Bible and prayed together, but after going two more times, the police found out about our group, and they arrested some of the church members. They were also after me, and so I had to leave the country. After I arrived in Nottingham, I was told about Trent Vineyard through my friend Muhammad, who also comes here. The second time I came, we were invited to go forward if we wanted prayer. As someone was praying for me, I closed my eyes and felt two hands on my shoulders. But when I opened my eyes, there was only one hand. I believe the other hand was Jesus with me. It was an amazing experience. When I first came to this church, I had bad mental health, but throughout being part of this family, I'm getting better by the day. When I was in Iran, I still hadn't invited Jesus into my life, but being here has helped me now him more and I've decided to follow Jesus. When I, when I look back and see how God has helped me through my difficult journey. I know that his presence and his miracles have always been with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
2: you. Thank
0: you. Would you please welcome Jocelyn?
2: During a scam before I was born, My parents found out that I had a cleft lip, which is where the upper lip doesn't form properly and leaves a gap. A cleft lip can't heal up by itself, so doctors told my parents I would need operations, and my mum had lots of scans to check my progress. Lots of family and friends prayed for me to be healed, and when I was born, my lip was perfect. Jesus had healed me. As I grew up, I was told what happened, and it helped me realize God's love is unconditional. Before I even had a chance to do anything good or bad, he still loved me just as much. As I grew older, though, I didn't feel very connected to God. I started to think, surely there must be something more to being a Christian than this. Then my family started coming here to Trent, and I joined Trent Youth. I went along to DTI, which is our youth festival, and it was incredible. At the end of one of the seminars on the first day of DTI, I was filled with the Holy Spirit whilst I was being prayed for. I felt so much joy and peace and it was so gentle and the sense of God's love was amazing. Whereas before my faith had been in black and white, all of a sudden it was filled with color. Later that day during worship, I surrendered my life to Jesus and it's been the best decision I've ever made. And I began to see changes straight away. As I had pla- planned to have a night away from DTI, with my parents because I was feeling anxious. But now I was able to stay and my confidence grew massively. I ended up praying and talking to so many people that I didn't even know. After being filled with the Holy Spirit, I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. And as I began sixth form, I prayed that God would give me opportunities to do this. And then soon after with some friends, I started a Bible study at school. It's been amazing to see how Jesus has been working and watching the Bible study grow. Since deciding to follow Jesus, my anxiety hasn't gone completely. I still have ups and downs, but I know my identity. I'm a daughter of the living God, and he is with me every day. <laughs> well
0: done. Thank you, Jessie. And would you please welcome Solomon.
4: Hi, my name is Solomon. My life before I decided to follow Jesus was empty, because in my heart I had a deep desire for being loved, to have companionship, and to live with a true purpose. I do, Although I grew up in a Christian family, it never occurred to me that this longing could be after God. Instead, I desperately looked for love and fulfillment in relationships or a great career. Following years of heartbreak and disappointments, I slowly became utterly weighed down by depression and hopelessness, which eroded my faith to a point where I didn't even care if there was even a God at all. Yet in secret, whenever my sadness would overwhelm me, my broken heart cried out to God as I quietly wept night after night because I knew nothing on this earth could ever help me feel whole. And although no no booming voice came from the sky, each time I was coincidentally led to a video or a song about Jesus, which began to heal my heart. At this time, by the grace of God, I also met my now wife, Maya, who is also getting baptized today, through whom the Lord has answered every single hope and prayer in my heart for a pure and honest soul to share my life with. The more I saw the effect of what hoping in the Lord had on my life, I wanted to get to know him more, so I began to read books and listen to worship music. These prompted me to want to read the Bible for the first time, and when I did, Jesus' words healed every part of my broken heart. During our journey of getting to know Jesus together, my wife was moved to find a church for us to become a part of, so after a quick internet search, she has signed us up for the newcomers' dinner at Trent vineyard. We then decided to attend the Sunday services and after a few months also got on the Alpha course, through all of which the Lord really helped solidify our faith and find community. My life changed over the past few years, having gradually understood through the grace of Jesus that he is the living God who has moved and continues to move every day in real ways. I know because according to my prayers, Jesus has healed my aching heart And most amazingly, blessed me with his own unbreakable companionship that satisfies the deepest longing for love and wholeness in my soul for all my days. And so for his goodness and mercy, I now dedicate myself to him with all my heart forever. Thank you, thank you.
0: So in a few minutes, those being baptized are going to be gathered by these four ponds here. And then one at a time, they will step in fully clothed with some pastors who will also step in and they will gently lay them under the water. And then before long, bring them back up again and briefly pray for them. And uh, you'd say, well, why would you do that? That's a pretty unusual thing to do, isn't it? In today's society, there has to be a good reason. The reason is that Jesus commanded his followers to share their faith with others, and as people made the decision to commit their lives to follow him, to baptize them. So let me take a few minutes to explain what baptism is. It's really a symbol of something which has happened to these 50 people. They've committed their lives to Jesus Christ and become Christians. They have already made that commitment, some very recently, some a while ago, and just like with a physical uh, child, a baby is born, there's a brand new life, and that baby is as born as it will ever be, but there's still something to be done in recognition of its birth. The government require it to be registered for a birth certificate to be issued, and it then becomes recognized as a full member of society. That symbol of a birth certificate is simply a recognition of something which has already happened, an individual has been born. Baptism is a symbol that means someone has been born again, not just physically at their birth, but now they've come alive spiritually through committing their life to Jesus. So what does baptism mean? What what does this symbol signify? Well, just fairly simply three things. The first of which is this. It symbolizes being washed clean of what separates us from relationship with God. The Apostle Peter, one of the early Christians, he was speaking to a huge crowd, and he said, repent, and that's a word which means turn around in your thinking. You're headed one way, think differently. Your life is heading in a direction, turn around and head in a different direction. Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Ananias said to the Apostle Paul as he came to faith in Jesus, get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. So clearly there's a relationship between baptism and being washed. One of the Greek words for baptism means to wash. And so when you get in a bath or in a hot tub, you would come out clean. Uh, And uh, baptism symbolized being washed clean inside, It's an outward sign of the forgiveness of what the Bible calls our sins. And sin is basically doing things which are offensive to our perfectly holy God. Some people are more aware than others. Some people carry a lot of shame. They've realized they've done a lot of wrong things. Other people seem to be oblivious to that. But the Bible is very clear when it says that all have sinned. There's none of us who is perfect. And the result of sin is eternal separation from God. Sin separates us, and it weighs us down. So imagine if this hand represents you or me, any individual. This hand represents Jesus Christ. There is this thing, sin, represented by this very heavy Victorian house brick. And that, we're carrying it. We're carrying it, every, every one of us, every individual. Now, if we take these bright lights up here to represent God the Father... Where does that leave us? Well, currently in the shade, because there's this thing called sin which comes between us and relationship with God. Jesus, on the other hand, perfectly unbroken relationship for eternity past, perfectly unbroken relationship with his Father. And so Isaiah was one of the prophets who wrote in the Old Testament, the earlier part of the Bible, and 700 years before Jesus, he was prophesying about what would happen to him on the cross. As to quote Isaiah, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. He was crushed under the weight of the sin of the world. And in Isaiah 53, verse 6, this is from the message translation, it reads this way. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and got lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins on him, on him. Now, where does that leave us? Suddenly, with the potential of a totally unbroken relationship with God, no longer separated by our sin, no longer in the shade, perfectly and eternally in relationship with our Father. Where did it leave Jesus? Crushed under the weight of our sin on the cross. The symbol of baptism, secondly, symbolizes dying to our old way of life and beginning a new kind of life, just as Jesus died on the cross and was raised to a resurrected life. In the little booklet uh, that you heard referred to before, it's an earlier version of this changing lives, one of the older versions, Nicola talked about the opportunity to commit her life to Jesus, and she said this, I'd never felt so sure about anything in my life. I wanted forgiveness and I wanted to be a new person. The Bible likens baptism to an end of the old life life, and the beginning of a new one. It's a life of becoming more and more like Jesus. It's a life of dying to turning our own way, dying to sin, dying to our old self, what we used to be like, our old habits, and beginning a new life in the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's this symbol of going under the water. That's the end of the old life coming up, the beginning of a new. In Matthew 3, verse 11, John the Baptist said this, I'm baptizing you here in this river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The Bible tells us that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Now, that's not to say that Christians are perfect. Uh, None of us are, and as Sophie very eloquently said in the first Uh, person who shared tonight, Sophie, she said, being a Christian is not about thinking you've got it all together or that you're somehow perfect. It's a realization that you're not. And the only way to connect with God is to have him rescue us through his righteousness. So Christians are not perfect, but hopefully if you know somebody who's being baptized tonight and perhaps if their conversion, their deciding to follow Jesus was fairly recent, you will have noticed a change in their life. They've become a new creation So it symbolizes being washed clean from our past. Secondly, dying to our old way of life and beginning a new kind of life. And thirdly, baptism illustrates becoming part of the people of God, becoming part of the church, his church, the family of God. The church began 2000 years ago in the Middle East, around Jerusalem, and they would baptize the people in the Jordan generally, but always in a river. And so the church would stand on one side of the river, the church leaders would stand in the middle of the river and then all the people who were going to be baptized would stand on the other side. And one at a time, they would come down, step into the river, they'll be baptized by the church leaders, and then they would walk out into the embrace, the open arms of towels being wrapped around them, you know, of actually stepping into the people of God. And it's a really powerful symbol uh, of what that means to become a true member of the family. So these... 50 people have joined many of us here in the church. They have been washed clean from those things which separated them from relationship with God. They've let go of living a life of their own design. They're wanting to do his will for the rest of their lives. And in letting go, there's a daily letting go, to be honest, because we can always kind of take back a bit of control. But the desire is, I want to live life, Jesus, the way you call me to live. And thirdly, they've joined the loving and embracing community call the church. We're going to hear from a few more of them now, but just to say, if you're interested in finding out more about the Christian faith, we would love you to sign up for the Alpha course, which we heard about earlier. It starts, I think it was May 4th, and you'll find the details if you go to a link, trentvorg forward slash alpha, or you can just go to the website and look at what's on. Or you can go to the Connect area. We would absolutely love to give you a free meal over the course of the—I think it's nine Tuesday nights or something like that—and also do pick up these if you like to on the way out. This is Why Jesus and Changing Lives. I think you'll enjoy reading them, and of course they're free of charge. And of course you'd be very welcome to come on a Sunday. We have three services: 9:30, 11:15, and 7 p.m. every Sunday, where the talks explain what the Bible says about living the way the uh, God has designed us to live. So, would you now please welcome Ines. Um,
1: Good afternoon everyone, my name's Ines, and Jesus has always been in my life, but I've not always been in his. For many years, my relationship with him was one foot in and one foot out. Instead of following Jesus, I would try to fit in with the crowd, looking for validation and acceptance from others. When I moved for university, I created a wallpaper on my laptop with pictures of my life goals. And one of my goals was to get closer to God. So I went on Google and... Googled some Bible verses to put on my laptop screen. And one of the verses that came up was Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will straighten your path. And then afterwards, I remember just picking up my Bible and just flipping through. And the Bible verse that it said was also Proverbs 3 five to six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your understanding but trust in him in all your ways and illustrate in your path. And then I was like, i got to take the next step. And so I went back on Google, and I, sh- I searched for churches in Nottingham, and on the top of the list was Trent Vineyard, and I came straight to that same evening, and it was the student annual pizza night, student nights. Free pizza. (laughs) So that was a bonus. And it was great. And just coming to church that night, I really felt like I could feel God's presence. I could feel God's warmth and that he was just happy to see me back home. And since then, I started joining the small group. And later on, I started um, volunteering on the Trend Kids. During small group, I remember one night I was feeling, I was facing some challenges, and I remember everyone in my small group just gathering around me, praying for me. And since then, I've I've seen God's work wonders in my life, and he's done so much powerful things that I cannot even explain. And um, I went back on my laptop, um, I looked at the verse, and you know, I could just sense that God loves me, and, he cares for me and just realised how much I don't need... I've been looking in the wrong direction and he's always been there all along. He's always been waiting for me to come back home and I can't wait to be part of his family. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Next up, would you welcome Nathan.
7: Despite growing up in a Christian home, I never really developed a faith of my own. I always felt like something was missing, but quite simply put, I wanted to live my own life without any input from God or anyone else. As a teenager, I wanted nothing to do with church, and, in- and I was intentionally antagonistic to anyone who tried to talk to me about it. When university came around, I thought I'd finally escaped any form of Christian influence, until during my first week of uni, my flatmate announced he's Christian and that he's going to church on Sunday. <laughs> I was furious. I rolled my eyes at my deep misfortune and then went on to ask him the hardest questions I could think of as often as I could. Nonetheless, I admired the commitment to love God and it left a lasting impression with me. All the same, I continued to push boundaries and do whatever I pleased, though over time this way of life started to take a major toll on me mentally. It was like my reckless living was taking bits of me away from me, leaving me feeling emptier and emptier, completely disillusioned and hopeless. And enough, after enough low points, encouraged by Christian friends, I finally bit the bullet to, and decided to go to church. I started reading the Gospels for the first time in my life and almost instantly felt a personal connection with Jesus and the things he taught. How could a man 2,000 years ago be able to touch my heart in that way? I found myself blown, ab- blown away by what Jesus had to say about life. But I was amazed by his wisdom and wished I was humble enough to, to return to him sooner. As I started coming to church... I started to see positive growth in my character and my priorities. For the first time in years, I began to feel sustained joy again. My perspective on life was so different that I found myself describing myself in the third person because it just wasn't me anymore. I'm a long way from perfect, and I know I'll never be, and yet I'm so much more hopeful and joyful than I've ever been. I want to get baptised because Jesus has changed my life for the better, which I'm eternally grateful for. I wouldn't trade this joy and hope that I founded him for anything in this world.
1: (laughs)
0: And lastly, would you welcome Leanna. Hello.
6: (laughs) Okay. Before deciding to follow Jesus, I questioned a lot of things and often wondered about my purpose in life. I stressed about things that weren't in my control to the point where my anxiety sometimes felt uncontrollable. I had a low opinion of myself too, all of which led to downward spirals of depression. Secondary school was especially difficult because I faced a lot of bullying. I held on to the hate and bitterness I felt towards the people who had caused me so much emotional pain. The thought of forgiving them at that time was just incomprehensible. The reality of carrying so much emotional baggage is that it's exhausting and can stop you experiencing love or finding self-acceptance. I had to find a way to get rid of it and rather than asking why me, I started to think about who and whether God could be the answer. The very first time I came to Trent was when I realised I needed Jesus. Um, A friend invited me, who's actually my towel-bearer. I don't know if she's more excited than me. (laughs) Um, And it was perfectly timed, because um, when I arrived, I was super emotional, but sensed a strong feeling of love in the room, and suddenly all the storms inside my brain were at peace. It was magical, and looking back now, I know it was the Holy Spirit. I think I said yes to Jesus on that day, without even realising It was like putting on your favourite pair of slippers. How could I not want to follow him? In such a short space of time, he brought me so much inner peace and self-acceptance. My life now makes sense. I'm viewing everything through a different lens. I feel like that missing spiritual puzzle piece has been filled. I'm enjoying life and have become much more present. My own journey following Jesus is helping me be a better person for others too. Forgiveness is now possible with Jesus, which is helping me find freedom from all the emotional baggage. Coming to church is now my favourite part of the week. I've joined a small group and serve on the car parking team, which I definitely underestimated how <laughs> difficult it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I especially love the times of worship. <laughs> Singing with others seems like such a simple thing to do, but it does so much more. The Holy Spirit really is real. He moves like electricity, igniting a special spark in all of us. Jesus, thank you for helping me get my spark back and for welcoming me into your church family.